long as I can remember, I think I've always had a slight case of glossophobia or stage fright. And when I used to perform in bands, it was really, really hard to stand up on stage and play in front of people that you didn't know. Crowds of faces leering at you, sweating, shaking, but you push through it, play your best, and even today, still have a little tinge of that, but it's not as bad as my mayophobia, because mayonnaise is just creepy. Curioso. A curioso is someone who inquires in esoteric matters. A collector of knowledge. Curioso I'm Christopher Scarborough. And I'm Joe Taylor. And welcome to the Curioso Podcast. Joe, tell me your fears. <laughs> <laughs> what about one of my phobias? Sure, we can do that too. So that's what we're talking about today? Fears and phobias, yes sir. A fear is induced by a perceived threat. Mm-hmm. Physical, emotional, it, it could be danger, evil, pain, some sort of threat from your brain says this is not good some kind of external stressor right. on the psyche right i mean uh, fight or flight basically mm-hmm. yeah and a phobia according to the american psychiatric association a phobia is an irrational and excessive fear of an object or situation so a fear must cause some level of impairment Mm-hmm. to become a phobia. So from the, the way I remember speaking with my sociology teacher, he gave the best, the best way to kind of explain this. Okay. Most people are afraid of snakes in some way or fashion. You mean ophidiophobia? Yes. But it's not... Ophidiophobia to be afraid of snakes. Okay. Okay. That's only when it becomes a phobia. But right. when you are afraid of snakes, that's a normal response because a snake can bite. Some are venomous. Right. It's a normal response they to slither and exactly. Climb. It's a normal response to see a snake and jump out of the way or something like that. Right. Right. The difference is someone with ophidiophobia. Instead of, say, walking in the grass because Mm -hmm. it's a shorter path to a door, Mm -hmm. they will make sure that they're constantly always walking along the sidewalk because it's easier to see a snake on the sidewalk than it would be a snake in the grass. Okay, yeah. So they're basically changing their entire lives in order to suit this irrational fear. Right, Even though... There's probably not a snake next to your work in the grass, but... Unless you live in, like, Arizona, Well, I mean, certain areas, it's (laughs) it's more probable than others. Right. But generally, they're in the woods and Mm -hmm. and things like that. They're not going to be right there. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, if you're hiking, then you should worry about it. I've got a story. Yeah. All right. I mean, but but if you're (laughs) at the front door of your office building with grass that's cut once a week during the summer yeah you're yeah, not no, you're you. not going to see a snake yeah. in the snow you're not going to see a snake but you're also 
you're not going to see, say, a snake on a haunted house somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to be afraid of that. You know it's a fake plaster of Paris snake that's, that's you know, to be spooky. Right, right. But if you have ophidiophobia, you would see that recoil in fear and completely go in the opposite direction. Right. I mean, there's, it's, there's a difference. I mean, some of them are, you know, even some phobias. You've mm-hmm. got mild cases mm-hmm. where, like you said, you'll avoid certain things. You know, it still in, impairs uh, your day-to-day life, mm-hmm. but it's not completely debilitating like some of the higher, you know, end phobias are. Or, or yeah, I guess I at the higher end, but the, the higher, yeah, more severe. I, and it also depends on the phobia as well. Yeah. Because yeah. some phobias are more debilitating than others. Mm-hmm. But also, yeah, the level of it. Because right. some people uh, can deal with their fear, mm-hmm. um, and then some people just cannot. Yeah. Some people don't have the ability to do it without uh, certain drugs or, yeah. or some serious psychiatric help. Yeah, I mean, you get anxiety racing heartbeats, sweating, crying. I mean, it runs the gambit of, of emotions and physical responses to, to something that you're afraid of, real or unreal. I think that also some of the things that I've read about in researching this, basically we are also, our, our, our people, we are... What do you mean our people? I mean <laughs> people in general... We right. have become a peop- a society of people as, yeah. as yeah. compared to being a being like nomadic races or you know roaming people where we're just interacting with the environment. Now we're interacting with each other. Mm-hmm. So you're getting these stressors, say in work situations, yeah. you know where you have to turn in the TPS report by such and such a day or such and such a time, and that's causing stress, which can lead to these phobias, right? You know, can right. lead to irrational fear, mm-hmm. and I, I think that that definitely can contribute to it. Yeah, well, I mean, some of the causes uh, it goes from everything from genetic or family factors. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, some people are predisposed to certain phobias just from their genes. And I don't know if that's based on you know where the family has lived for X amount of generations or you know, you're raised to believe this is something to be feared. And then you've got social experiences, like growing up, say, uh, I got bit by a spider. Mm-hmm. And now you're Spider-Man. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but that's going in the opposite yeah. direction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in my brain, if I've attached that incident as being overpowering and so frightening that will change my responses from then on to being afraid of spiders mm-hmm. and, or, and or heightened a heightened uh, fear, fear of spiders, of spiders. Mm-hmm. it could be slight or it could be completely debilitating where if i saw a picture of a spider i, I would you know turn around and my heart rate would be you know through the roof, and I'd be crying or sweating and running in, in fear. And you would have arachnophobia. That's right. Mm-hmm. Cultural influences. That could be community or uh, say you live in you know, the Midwest or something, mm-hmm. and you're brought up to 
you know, believe in certain things or taught certain things. So it's kind of family. It's kind of social. Well, it leads but, me to think to a callback to, say, say our werewolves episode. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in an area, if you lived, say, in Transylvania. Transylvania. And you had uh, a, you know, you lived in a, a family who believed in werewolves, you mm-hmm. might have, you know, that kind of phobia. You might be afraid of wolves or afraid of animals or afraid of the dark. Right. Because that's been bred into you. Right, right. So, I mean, and the same thing a with... A cultural thing. Yeah. Right, well, and your community as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, culture is, I, I think that's a a broader term of family. Mm-hmm. You know, your family is your immediate. Cultural is, is the people and areas surrounding you. Evolutionary. Charles Darwin wrote about it. The basis of shyness and blushing and things like that could also be built-in responses through evolutionary changes in human beings. Mm-hmm. Whether we lived by the sea originally and, you know, adapted more to this climate or that climate or whatever, there are certain hazards and dangers in those areas, and maybe they were passed down genetically through evolution. Then you've got more medical reasons, psychological factors. Say there's something actually wrong with your brain, Mm -hmm. the the firing synapsis or synopsis, uh, chemical imbalances, things like that. Those are are mental, physical ailments which cause – those phobias. I think depression has been very well linked with, say, agoraphobia, being afraid yeah. of leaving the house. Yeah. D- depression and agoraphobia go hand in hand in a lot of cases. Yeah, they do. So I, I just think that's uh, interesting. And they, those all fall under social anxieties. And then you also have substance-induced phobias, drugs, alcohol. If you have a slight phobia or fear, Drugs and certain, well, alcohol and certain drugs can exacerbate those fears and phobias. They can make them worse, mm-hmm. like uh, PTSD. Yeah, It's not really a, a phobia. It's not really a fear. It's a disorder. Alcohol and drugs will make that even worse. I mean, I'm not like medical drugs. Some of them can, yes, but I'm talking like illegal substances, things like that. Mm-hmm. They will just make those problems even harder to deal with. Bugs under my skin. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, Joe, do you know who the first person to write about phobias was? Yeah. Who was that? It was uh, Hippocrates. Oh, it's not Hippo, Hippocrates? Hippo, Hippocrates. Hippocrates. <laughs> no? Okay. All right. Whoa. So Hippocrates. Hippocrates wrote about, wrote about phobias. Now... He didn't actually call them phobias at the time. Were they humors? <laughs> Something like that. He wrote a, a, a book called the seventh, the seventh Book of Epidemics, and he described a condition with a, na- a man named uh, Nicanor. Okay. And Nicanor was actually a f- he would every time he went out drinking, mm-hmm. he would go to a certain tavern, and there would be a flute player. Okay. And he would actually be, he would have to flee. Once he had had a couple of drinks in him, he would actually flee from the flute music. He just... Was the guy was just terrible. a really bad flute player? <laughs> I, no, I don't think so. He just, every time the piper began to play, the, he just threw into a great fright, is, huh. what, is what he had said. And he couldn't bear to, to hear it. Okay. So, but oddly enough, 
he didn't have any problems during the daytime. He was perfectly fine. Huh. So that was one of the very first mentions of a irrational fear. Well, maybe he's got melophobia or flutophobia. <laughs> you can't just make up your own. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah, you can. Now, the first person to coin phobia mm-hmm. as an actual word, well, more or less. Right. There was a, a Roman doctor by the name of Clesis, and okay. he used the word hydrophobia, literally meaning the fear of water, or right. water fear. Right. And he used it to describe someone who had a fear of water because of rabies. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, another callback there. And when you get rabies, that's one of the symptoms. Yeah, absolutely. Hydrophobic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So because he, he actually used that in his writings, though. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the very first times in writing that we saw it. Basically, it didn't pop up again until about the 1800s is where they started using phobia again when they started classifying the, the psych, these psychological problems. Right. So it was a really long time until they started using phobia again as a... A term. A term or a, a, a classification. Right, right. Hippocrates actually describes... Here's a Hippocrates quote. Mm-hmm. Through bashfulness, suspicion and timorousness will not be seen abroad, loves darkness as life, and cannot endure the light, or sit in the light some places. His hat still in his eyes, he will neither see nor be seen by his goodwill. He dare not come in company for fear he should be misused, disgraced, overshot. Himself in gesture or speeches, or be sick. He thinks every man observes him. What is Hippocrates describing? I don't know the name of the phobia for it, but... Sounds like agoraphobia. Yeah, yeah. Fear of, you know, people and crowded spaces, and which kind of goes along the same lines as, you know, a, a, a general anxiety disorder. Mm-hmm. He also, I mean, he also sounds like the the guy is probably very paranoid. Yeah. yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, there's, there, there's. But it, part of that, part of agoraphobic, agoraphobia is sort of that everyone is watching you feeling. The reason why phobias or the word phobias actually exist was from the god Phobos. He was actually the son of Ares, the Greek god of war. Mm -hmm. And it is said that Phobos was such a frightening and formidable enemy that warriors would paint them on on their shields. Ah, okay. So that the fright would scare other other warriors who they were attacking and they would run away. So he would cause a phobic reaction. Ah, gotcha. Someone being terrified and running away. So that's actually where a phobia or phobo, you know, phobos came from. So that's what, well, you look it up now and the definition is fear. Mm-hmm. So, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it came that's from phobos, phobos, the Greek god. Nice. So in the 60s, they basically categorized phobias into three different kinds of, of areas. Mm-hmm. Agoraphobia, social phobia, and specific phobia. And that basically is the generality of where the classifications start today. 
So we mentioned Phobos. Now, the reason why generally we use we use Greek and Latin both in medical writings. Yeah. Because the ancient Greek and Roman philosophers that spoke Greek and Latin were the people who were writing the very first books. So we use Greek and Latin terms when we speak about scientific terminology. That stems from basically the very first people who started writing about medicine, mm -hmm. these kind of disorders. Science. Yeah, yeah. They, they were Greek and Roman philosophers who spoke, you know, Latin and, and Greek. Right. Now, specifically, the, the phobia just happens to be a Greek word coming from phobos. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, because it is a Greek word, you also want to adjoin another Greek word. So okay. say, you know, you're, you're speaking about agoraphobia, you want that to be, you know, a, a Greek word in the beginning. Right. So right. now most of the time that is the case. Yes. However, there have been several times, you know, it's the exception that breaks the rule. There's been mm -hmm. several times where they've actually affixed a Latin word and a Greek and the Greek word phob phobia right. together to create one word. But most of the time they try to keep it Greek. Yeah, yeah. Unless you have Helena logophobia, mm -hmm. which is the fear of Greek terms, <laughs> or complex scientific terms. Yeah, I uh, I just have a fear of trying to say them out loud. <laughs> is actually my problem. Some of these get pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, Chris, don't look at my paper. What? Don't don't look at my paper. <laughs> Damn it! What? I'm not looking at your paper. Why? Don't look at it. Pop quiz. Oh, seriously? I'm, I I have a pop quiz phobia. <laughs> pop, pop quiz phobia. A pop a, a quizlophobia. <laughs> I can't believe you're gonna do this to me. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna tell you the phobia. Mm -hmm. You tell me what that fear is. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> Let me pull out my Greek dictionary. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Just best guess. I will. I'll give okay. you my best guess. I'll did just... you did you make this easy for me? No. <laughs> <laughs> These are all really long. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Okay. Electorophobia. Hmm. The fear of Alec Baldwin. Yes. <laughs> no. Chickens. Okay. Fear of chickens. I can understand that. They are crazy with their beaks and the little thing on their head. <laughs> Wait, that's a turkey. No, that's a turkey. <laughs> that's a turkey. All right. All right. Go ahead. Chorophobia. Coro, is that the fear of coral? <laughs> no. No? I have this. I have no clue. What is it? The fear of dancing. Really? Yeah. Chorus. Oh, okay. That's the root word. Gotcha. All right. One more. Consecutotelophobia. Consecutotelophobia. Mm -hmm. The fear of consecutive numbers. Nope. Chopsticks. What? Yeah. Who's afraid of chopsticks? Uh, somebody probably eating sushi, dropped a chopstick, sneezed at the same time, and the chopstick went up their nose, caused, you know, brain injuries. I wouldn't touch a chopstick anymore either. Mm, I guess not. You know, I'm just saying. So you completely failed. <laughs> so out of three, I got a big fat goose egg. That's okay. right. All right. So here, here's some other funny ones. We have ambulophobia. Is that the fear of ambulances? <laughs> ambulances? Is that how you say it in Baltimore? Oh, by the way, I'm from Baltimore, in <laughs> it, case you haven't noticed. What is it? Ambulance? Ambulance. Ambulance. Yeah. Ambulance. 
<laughs> so ridiculous. It's a fear of walking. So not you... walk in, not Christopher Walken. Wow, man, you crazy. The fear of walking. So do you just run everywhere or do the crab walk? <laughs> no, I guess crawl. Cra- oh, the army crawl. Army crawl. Army yeah. Okay, all right. I have no clue. Amatophobia. Mm-hmm. Eyeballs. Oh, I see. I now if it was octophobia, I would completely get that. But That's octo the fear is, is the a... number eight. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, all right. Xemophobia. That's the fear of the great mole rat. What? <laughs> it's actually a phobia. The, is that a specific species of mole rat? Yes, a very, yes it a, is. Like a very large mole rat? I, I was reading through the list, and I saw that. I'm like, what the heck is a great mole rat? Uh, see, that had to be one guy. That was just one dude who was afraid of the great mole rat. Right. And what, and it, what, it, what I found is in Russia and the Ukraine, they have a species of mole. Mm-hmm. And it's a little, little teeny tiny mole thing. Big, you know, big giant moldy teeth, you know, lives underground. Even by the conservation status, it's the least, it's leveled is the least concerned on the conservation status. No, so they don't even, they don't yeah, they're even, like, whatever. Like, it's, it's they're, they're, they're not plentiful. Even eat, eating your carrots that much or anything. They're not like going to come out of the ground and kill you or anything. So that's a pretty ridiculous phobia. Yeah. I mean, well, you, you think about, you know, you always see, you know, the, the elephants being chased by mice and, and yeah, right away. I, yeah. I, from what I understand, that is not true. No. Elephants no. are not afraid of <laughs> They'll mice. They'll turn around. <laughs> so apparently they don't, you know, I, I would guess that they probably are not afraid of the giant mole rat either. <laughs> and since it's going to be Halloween soon, Sam Hainophobia. Ooh, is that the fear of Halloween? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yes, it is. And of course, or the uh, fear of uh, Sam Hain, the band. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that actually that that's kind of just the weird in between stage for Danzig. Yeah, you know, yeah. that he had there. Yeah. So I'd be a little afraid too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've got a case of macrophobia right now, Chris. What's that? Uh, the period of long waits. Oh, I being afraid was, of waiting. I thought it was afraid of mackerel <laughs> of some sort. Well, let me. I need to know. What are you afraid of? Well, Joe, I actually, I think, I've never been diagnosed. So, no, Joe, I, I actually do have a real phobia. Mm-hmm. I've never been diagnosed, okay? okay. But I, I'm, I'm fairly sure that it's an actual phobia. And on the grand scale of, 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 of phobias, it's not extremely debilitating. But I think what I have is hoplophobia. Oh. Hoplophobia is, is the fear of weapons, Right. And generally, it's kind of been more focused to specifically the fear of firearms. Okay. Now, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I, uh, I wound up in between these two guys that were basically fighting in school. Okay. And I think I was in middle school at the time, and the two kids that were fighting back and forth, the one kid showed up one day and basically pointed a gun at the other kid, and I was happened to be hanging out with him because we used to play pool in my basement after school. Wow. And he basically pointed the gun at both of us. Ever since then, he, he basically stole his dad's gun. Right, He right. pointed it at us, yeah. and, and they're arguing back and forth, and I basically talked the guy down, told him to put the gun away, and, and you, know, you know, get out of here. Yeah. So ever since then, I, I'm not very comfortable around firearms. Okay. Consequently, 
I'm not very comfortable around police officers ah. because they have a firearm at their hip. Yeah. I mean, it's a little unnerving anyway. I, most people are unnerved by, by a police officer because well, no. the whole intent of them is to catch people who are doing wrong. So right. you have to make sure you, that you're not doing wrong around a police officer. So right. if you're driving a car, you have to make sure you turn on the blinker. Otherwise, you can get pulled over for it. Yeah. You know, that, that kind of thing. Make sure you're paying attention. So, you know, it, it's unnerving in general anyway. But mm-hmm. just knowing that they have a firearm is extremely unnerving to me. Yeah. To, to be around uh, anyone with a firearm mm-hmm. at their hip, you know. So... To so me, I, I can't invite you to go hunting with me? Well, no, actually, <laughs> I, I, you know... If I hunted? Here's, here's the thing, is that, to me, even, say, you're watching TV. Okay. Okay, you're watching some cop drama. You're watching Law & Order. You're watching, you know... Bum, bum. <laughs> you're, you're watching um, the, the very last scene in, uh, the in Matrix. Die Hard. You know what I mean? Okay. And where a gun is being pointed at the screen at you. Right. Okay? And the definition, like we had said about a phobia, is it that it's an irrational fear. Yeah. You know when you're watching a TV and someone is pointing a gun at the TV screen and consequently at you because you're standing behind the TV screen, mm-hmm. you understand that that is not a real gun. You're watching TV. Right. But when right. that happens, my heartbeat races. Mm-hmm. I can feel myself starting to sweat mm-hmm. and, you know, basically want to avert my eyes. Ah. Okay. I don't run. Mm-hmm. I don't run into the other room, but I can feel my heartbeat racing. So I think I have a low-grade hoplophobia. Okay. Now, I've been thinking about maybe going with some people mm-hmm. that I know that are officers to go to the shooting range Okay. And maybe, you know, kind of feel the gun in my hand and fire a few off. Like some uh, exposure therapy? Yeah. I haven't done so yet. Okay. Um, but I'm thinking about doing it. And uh, I don't know. I, I think that would be a, a good way for me to get through it. Yeah. Because people say that if you expose yourself to it and you get more comfortable with it, it, it won't be as burdensome on you. Right. So right. tell me a little bit more about exposure therapy. I mean, there's there's basically... You know, a handful of therapies they've used or developed to help not combat the phobias, but to help ease the phobias or completely rid the person of the phobia. Mm-hmm. So exposure therapy is the first one. And it's, you know, basically exposing the, the patient to steadily elevated contact with the object or situation. So like, say, say you're afraid of heights. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, not Not flying, but you're afraid of you know, anything over a one-story building. So you, you'd start on a, a big, long stairwell, you know, maybe outside, and they'd just basically slowly start taking you up, you know, until you felt you couldn't do anymore. And then you come back down. Right. And yeah, then you saw, try again. I saw a great example of someone, say, of being afraid of dogs. Mm-hmm. So you first show them a picture of a dog. Right. And then you show someone across the field a live dog with a person holding it on a leash. Yeah. Then across the street. Right. Then, then 10 feet away. Right. And, of course, you know, always the dog holding on the leash until eventually... A pack of wild dogs tearing up. <laughs> no? No. 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 Okay. 
And then eventually, you know, maybe petting a very small dog, you know. Yeah. I wouldn't pet one of those little chihuahuas, though, because they get a little nippy, you know what I mean? <laughs> but maybe, you know, some another, maybe like a Maltese. Right. Something that, like, you nice, go, white, and fluffy. You wouldn't you go know? straight to a Great Dane no, or anything. No, yeah. Wouldn't, yeah, exactly, you know what I mean? So, but uh, basically, yeah, exposing the person over and over again until eventually they kind of realize, like, hey, they're not all bad. Yeah, this ain't so bad. Mm-hmm. And maybe this fear or this phobia is all in my head. Exactly. You know, and it helps them, you know, it helps to, to ease their mind on, on that. It makes it tangible, you know, now, rather than uh, irrational. In, in my case, though, I mean, the whole point of a, <laughs> I know, it's just, you know, I'm not sure whether I have hoplophobia or not. I, I mean, I've never but been But a mild, mild case, yeah. If anything, it's a mild case. But, but the whole, to me, the whole point of firearms, mm-hmm. they're made to kill things. Yeah. That's what they're made for. Well, I mean, it's not really the fire, it's the bullet. Yeah, well, okay, well, <laughs> but yes. It the is two in conjunction with the person. Are, yes, with the person pulling the trigger. Those three mechanisms are specifically cause death. made to, yes, kill yeah. people, yeah, kill of things. Of course, I'm They're, joking. It's, it's, it's not like I have a fear of shovels, of being killed by a shovel. Well, a shovel has a second purpose. It can dig in the ground. Right, A right. firearm does not have a second purpose. You could use it as a hammer. Uh, okay, yeah. and then it'll, Possibly. Yeah, it's to prop up a tent. Stop breaching, Joe. Okay, <laughs> stop breaching. An oar. Yeah, it's no. It's Possibly. not. A, it's, it, we're, we're not talking about Rorschach's uh, uh, grapple gun here. <laughs> okay, we're, we're we're talking about an actual real uh, firearm. I know, gun. I know, I know. So I don't know. I mean, exposure therapy is all well and good, but yeah. still, I think everyone needs to have a healthy fear and respect for firearms. Yeah, you yeah. know, in general, and I do. Okay. <laughs> Calm down. Don't maybe pull out my gun. That is not funny. I know. That is. I know. Don't own a gun. Or, or a gun rack. <laughs> or, or several guns to necessitate a gun rack. Right. <laughs> How many ways? Thank you, Wayne. Yeah, I know, right? Then there's also cognitive behavioral therapy, which... It's a little bit of exposure therapy, and it's also psychotherapeutic, where basically it helps you to recognize the problems and helps you understand how to control them, how to control those fears and phobia. It helps you narrow down what is causing it in, in your life, that you can't control everything else around you, but you can control how you behave. So it helps you kind of re rethink the way you do things. So you basically focus in on the destructive thoughts and behaviors that you're having. Right. And know that this is causing the other problems. Yeah. So here here is the the reaction that the cause. So how do I stop doing that? Mm-hmm. And that that helps you kind of narrow in on those things and makes it a little easier for you to understand. And then there's also medication. Oh yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. loves dishing out those things. <laughs> and there's there's tons of classes or classifications of medications. I I didn't write them all down. That it's numerous. But antidepressants, serotonin blockers, beta blockers, MMOs, like there there's a plethora of medications that they'll gladly throw you on if you're feeling phobic. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I have I'm not to a big medication person. I have to imagine there's, uh, you know, certain like stress relieving medications. And Probably, like that yeah, yeah. Well. And it's it all basically either alters or subdues or relaxes those those levels in your body, whether it's serotonin or melanin or all the different chemicals that cause those reactions to fire in your brain. Mm-hmm. The feeling of, you know, fear, love, those are all chemical responses. So if, if all else fails, drugs. <laughs> I think I have a, I have a, the, drug, I think the, I have a drug phobia. The power of modern <laughs> science. Right. Better living through chemistry. <laughs> That's right. So my act, the Scarred and Dangerous Thrill Show, I'm only one half of. The other half is Dangerous D. He's currently living in California, and he's going to call in from time to time to give you his two cents about all of our topics here on the Curioso. Now, all dangers considered, a moment with Dangerous D. It is rare to find an extreme sideshow performer or shock artist who has any fears or phobias, but... Every human does, and Christopher Scarborough can definitely tell you I have more than a few, but serious as a heart attack, I am deathly afraid of heights. Heights. Skydiving. Bungee jumping. Flying. Wing gliding. Parasailing. Zip lines. Ski lifts. Tree climbing. Mountain climbing. As a matter of fact, mountains. Cliffs. Bridges. Tall buildings. Tall people. Dope heads, mindless, he's high as a kite. Oh yeah, f kites, f airplanes, f helicopters, f roller coasters, f high rollers, f ladders, f scaffolds, f rooftops, f cleaning gutters, f tight ropes, f stilts, f platform boots, and most of all, the guy who's gotta bleep out all these f**ks, yuff. Anyway, I gotta go, I got meat in the oven. So in my research, looking at all these phobias, I found out that there are a lot of fictional phobias. Yeah, so it seems that you can basically make up a word or have a word and just add phobia to the end. Right, right, exactly. But some of them, I mean, they're pretty, you know, pretty close to being, you know, passable as real phobias. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a small list of funny fictional phobias that I found. First off, probably one of the, the funniest, Keanophobia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I, that is? I have a fear. Is that, is that fear of the Matrix trilogy? No, it's the fear of Keanu Reeves. Oh, specifically. Okay. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> if you're afraid of Morpheus, no, it's not. Or taking the blue or the red pill. Right. Or yeah. speed. Mm-hmm. Or what other movies has he done that really, <laughs> most of them are really bad. But it was, it was first... Mentioned in a Dean Koontz book. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, called False Memory. Mm-hmm. And one of the characters apparently had, you know, Keanophobia. Whoa. Whoa. I'm scary. <laughs> Funny enough, Keanu Reeves, his phobia is being left alone in the dark. Now, there's not one specific phobia that I could find for that, 
but it's, there's two. Mm-hmm. So if you could kind of mix those together, you'd have his phobia. Autophobia, being alone. Mm-hmm. And then nyctophobia, fear of the dark. Fear of the dark. So if you had autonyctophobia, that might work. I, I present that to the board. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you have anacrophobia. Is that the fear of anachronisms? <laughs> no. It's actually the fear of temporal displacement. Uh, okay. And like, it, if you've, you just, like, shift? <laughs> yeah. Like, exactly. sidestepping? Exactly. Like, stepping into the umbra? It's a Doctor Who novel. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Where I guess the, the doctor has anacrophobia. All right. Yeah. If I was the doctor, I, I might have it. Well, he is a doctor. He, well, so, he's a time lord. I mean, I he's guess a time he could, lord. Yeah. He could make up, a, you know, a word if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. I would. Well, he, he could actually go back to Hippocrates and uh, have him write that up for him. <laughs> right. And let him use his, uh, you know. Sonic screwdriver. <laughs> sonic yeah. screwdriver. Mm-hmm. Semophobia. Fear of average web developers using semantic web technology. So, you know, like there's subpar. a whole bunch of geeks that are laughing their asses off. Right I don't now. know what any of that yeah. means. Mm-hmm. I guess it means subpar coding or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about you, but a lot of people are afraid of going out of their house and then realize that they forgot their cell phone. Okay. And recently there was a study in England where people had they had done a, a survey yeah, yeah. To, to find out how many people, and they found that about 53% of people in Britain are anxious about losing their cell phone. So, of course, they came up with a word for it, and that being nomophobia. Oh. So it's like no mobile phone, no bophobia. So that, but they, but it's you know it hasn't been put into any kind of medical yeah, text. medical text yet. <laughs> right. So you know that's basically that's basically all of these. If they haven't been put into a medical text, they're, they're not considered an actual phobia. Right. They're fictional pop reference phobia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. Archibuterophobia. I have no clue what that is. <laughs> That's the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. And that one's not it's real? It's fake. No. I thought it was real forever. I think most dogs have that. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> it's hilarious to watch. Uh, but no, uh, 1982, Charles M. Schultz. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was right, in, did he make it up in a, in yeah, a in Peanuts a cartoon? Peanuts cartoon, oh, yeah. That's cool. One of the characters had, you know, big old PB&J sandwich and through a big giant fit that they were choking or dying because they had peanut butter stuck to the roof of their mouth. Mm-hmm. So he came up with the, the little phobia for it. That's great. Yeah, so it's completely fake. <laughs> All right, here is the best one. Luposlipophobia. Uh, the fear of stepping on a dog in the middle of the night? I don't know. <laughs> Close. Is it really? Close. I did better with the <laughs> fake ones than I, I did know. with the real ones. Okay, it's the fear of being chased by Timberwolves while wearing socks on a recently waxed floor around a kitchen table. Okay, where did this one come from? <laughs> Far Side Comics. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, somewhere in the 80s, it was uh, one of the panels was, you know, the, mm-hmm. a, a nightmare of the character running around a table and there was Timberwolves <laughs> chasing I, I think, Yeah, that's a pretty scary thought. Absolutely. Luposlipophobia. Yeah. <laughs> so Chris, all these phobias, what's the opposite of a phobia? 
Oh, that's philia. Philia? Yeah. I feel it good. I feel. I, I feel the bad. I feel you good. I <laughs> know <laughs> that I would. I had to stop. Chris, have you ever wondered if those crazy people over in Hollywood or on the silver screen were ever afraid of anything besides when they're acting? I'm afraid that that was such a lame intro. <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's a lot of people with phobias, but. There are a lot of people that have been in the public eye. True. Who have yeah. phobias. Yeah. Real and fake. Mm-hmm. Portrayed and yeah. actors. Yeah. So. Actors. Mm-hmm. But not, I mean, there's not just act, uh, yeah, all kinds of people. Oh, yeah. Musicians, artists. Yeah. artists. Gustav Eiffel, the inventor, well, I guess designer of the Eiffel Tower. Right. Was known to be terrified of heights. Acrophobia. Wow. So it's not the fear of acrobats. No. Or Circus du Soleil. I'd have, I, you know, <laughs> you, they have some pretty scary makeup. I know they do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I could, I could actually see that, you know? Yeah. Then they're going to have to, I don't know, how would you, acrobatophobia, I guess that would have to be. I guess so. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if, if they have the clowns and stuff, you won't find Johnny Depp there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Why? Because he's got Calrophobia, fear of clowns. I, you know, there's a lot of people that seem to be afraid of clowns. Yeah, yeah. Now, from what my understanding about the whole fear of clowns, it's, it's. I mean, it's really, it's gotten into pop culture. You see it at t-shirts at, right, at right. places and, oh, fear of the clowns, whatever. <laughs> and then you have, you know, of course, the, you know, one of our favorite cult movies, uh, mm-hmm. Attack of the Killer Clowns, right? Right, right. But the reason why I think most people not most people, why there are so many people that are afraid of clowns, is the whole uncanny valley. Yes. So basically you have a face that's painted mm-hmm. with a, another face on top of it. Exactly. So no matter what what the face does... The, the, the person's the, face. The person's face, the muscles that move. You right. can move your eyebrows, raise your eyebrows, lower them, do whatever you want to do, but... Basically, it always keeps the same face because it's painted on top. Exactly. And I think that has a lot to do with the reason why people are, are afraid of clowns. Yeah, or I mean, distrusting of them. A lot of people say that there's, you don't know what their true intentions are. There's something sinister beneath that makeup when that person is probably completely normal. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, there have been a few bad eggs, you know, in the clown world. Oh, like one. Like one? Yeah. We have Gacy and who else? Tim Curry. Oh, come on. <laughs> I know it was all a right. movie. Yeah, all right. It all was right. a movie. I'll give you I that know. one. I'll right. give you. You will flip down here, Georgie. <laughs> I, I personally love clowns. I know. So and do I. I, I don't know why anybody has a problem with I know. it. But. but did you know you and Roger Moore have the same phobia? Really? Yeah. Mr. Oh, 007 himself. I heard that, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Hoplophobia. Yeah, he was... He, he said that he couldn't even... When he first started filming mm-hmm. uh, as James Bond, he couldn't even pick up a gun without, like, uncontrollable blinking and, like, sweating because yeah. he was so afraid of them. Woody Allen, of course. He's Woody Allen. He's got panophobia. Yeah, that guy, I think, he's he's just such a nervous wreck <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <And> panophobia <laughs> is being afraid of everything. Pretty much. And some of the stuff that he's listed, that he's actually come out and said, I mean, he's been in therapy for 30, 40 years trying to get some of these things into wraps. But he's listed, of course, stage fright, children, 
hotel bathrooms, cancer, heights, sunshine, showers where the drain is in the middle of the shower. I don't know. All right, well, that's a little weird. So I, I can kind of understand that one. I would mistrust that. Right. <laughs> so someone with that, that's, that has to be debilitating. Timothy Leary was afraid of barbers. He refused to enter a barber shop, and he's been cutting his hair since the age of nine. Nice. Matthew, Saves you on, on mm-hmm. you know, barber tips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey is scared of revolving doors. He won't go anywhere near him. And uh, really? he doesn't like tunnels huh. either. Julius Caesar, Napoleon Bonaparte, and Alexander the Great, they all had allurophobia, the fear of cats. Ooh, I can get that. You know, they're all scratchy and mean. And you, jerky. And there's like one cat-like. place on them you can pet them without them actually <laughs> ripping your face open. Yeah, right. I or, can, I can or totally understand that. crawl on your chest at night and steal your soul while you're sleeping. Yeah, yeah, they've done that to me before. Yeah, and the little troll comes out and fights him off. <laughs> so Billy Bob Thornton is afraid of antique furniture. <laughs> really? Yeah. So he only, he'll only buy new stuff? Yeah, he won't. He won't. And he, he, <laughs> he says he's not comfortable in being in a room with any furniture that goes back between uh, back before 1850. Weird. Yeah. All right. Here's probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. Bella Lugosi. Oh, Mr. Really? Dracula, welcome to my house. He was a hemophobic. Oh, yeah? He was afraid of blood. Really? Yeah. Well, good thing they probably used syrup back in the day. Yeah, it was like uh, Hershey's syrup. Mm-hmm. Black and white was the yeah, best thing they showed up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because a lot of like photographers will use that red uh, film when they want to get black and white. Like, so I could totally yeah. understand just using like a like a dark brown or something liquid, and it would really look, you know, very bloody. with your mind's eye or yeah. imagining while yeah. you're watching it, it would be blood. Yeah, but hemophobia. So one of uh, I have. Uh, one of my favorites as well, and he shares my same profile, and that's uh, Alfred Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is actually terrified of eggs. And eggs? Uh, yeah, eggs. He hated eggs, and he. It was mainly, I think, when you anything just so round and perfect looking, he just thought they were terrifying and disgusting. <laughs> and when you cut them open and seeing the yolk, he just said it was one of the most disgusting things that you could just ever see. Well, I mean, I don't like runny yolks either, but that's, that goes a little too far. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, you were talking about Bela Lugosi and the irony that he played Dracula and he was afraid of blood. Yeah. Uh, even bigger so, I think the person who built their entire company on a mouse. Oh, who was that? Who was that guy? Well, the mouse? Well, yeah, the, the house that the mouse <laughs> I know, built. I know who you're talking about. All right, so Walt Disney was actually afraid of mice. Oh, hey, Walt! <laughs> maybe he drew, maybe he drew uh, inspiration from his phobia to help him, you know, with the, the Mickey Mouse cartoons. Yeah, maybe it was exposure therapy. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So then going into, you know, that, that was a, a lot of real, actual people, you yeah. know, actors and whatnot. Yeah. So there have been people that have been portrayed, however, mm-hmm. that are that have phobias. Okay. So, for instance, Indiana Jones. That's right. Why did it have to be snakes? Why? That was my best impression right there. That's pretty good. Well, then you also had, <laughs> uh, you had Willie, 
who was the the blonde girl. Yeah, yeah. And she was afraid of any kind of bug or spider. Yeah. And uh, this plays in very heavily to Lego Indiana Jones. Oh, uh, yeah? Which I play, yeah. So anytime Indy gets near a snake, uh-huh. he starts to, you know, like he can't fight or anything like that. <laughs> nice. Anytime Willie gets next to bugs... You know, she can't, and, you know... Uh, oh, and his... Did you know his dad? Mm-hmm. Well, Sean Connery in, in the, the movie. What's he afraid of? Oh, uh, rats. Yep, that's yes. right. And uh, D- Dr. Elza, the blonde. Yeah. Yeah, she was also afraid of rats. She got oh, scared yeah. by a rat somewhere in it. Mola Ram. Uh-huh. In the, in the Lego, he's also afraid of crocodiles, because, of course, he was... Eaten by one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, spoiler alert. Uh-oh. <laughs> Everybody has to have seen that. Come on. Oh, well, I guess. So here's some movies that the writers, creators, were probably influenced by these phobias. Mm-hmm. Or ha- had used that phobia in the film. So Saw 2, or any of the Saw movies, probably have a plethora of phobias I laying the around Saw them. Saw movies have created phobias. <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. too. Between that and Hostile... They've cr- both right. created plenty of phobias around the world. Yeah. I want to play a game. Trypanophobia? The fear of needles. Okay. Oh, the, ooh, the one. The scene where they scene. throw the chick in the yes. pit with the needles. Mm-hmm. Aerophobia was featured heavily in Twilight Zone, the movie. Do you remember that? No. I don't remember that at all, actually. Okay. It was John Lithgow. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that, the, it was like little vignettes. Okay, and his little vignette was called Terror at 30,000 Feet. Okay. And he's in an airplane, and he's already nervous. Like, he's shaky nervous. They go through turbulence and stuff like that, and he's freaking out. It's raining, thunderstorm, lightning, everything. He looks out the window of the plane, and he thinks he sees something on the wing. And it just makes everything so much more worse. And then he's, he's, you know... A whole bunch of stuff happens inside the plane, you know, with him freaking out and stuff. He turns to look out again, and he sees something is out on the plane. And turns out to be what they call a gremlin. Mm. It's basically tearing up the plane and, yeah, like, yeah. stealing parts or something. I don't know what it's doing. But by the end of the that little scene, he's a complete wreck taken out in a stretcher, in a, an ambulance, like you guys say. Yeah, so aerophobia was huge inspiration in that scene. The Birds. Oh, ooh. 1963 Alfred Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. They all came from eggs. <laughs> Ornitho- ornithophobia. That, uh, the fear, fear of birds. Fear of birds, okay. Pediophobia. The fear of dolls. Oh, yeah. Child's play. Oh, I was thinking I was also in Saw as well. Yeah? Yeah, Yeah. where he has that doll and its own little thing. I went to a a horror convention one time. I was performing at a horror convention, and somebody had brought their little kid, Mm -hmm. dressed him up as the doll with the the swirlies on the the cheeks, (laughs) and she was riding a tricycle around. (laughs) And let me tell you what, I have never seen grown men run so fast in my entire life. Everybody was freaked out by this little kid. And he, she, I don't know who it was underneath of that, but they were loving it absolutely <laughs> loving it That's yeah it was awesome. hilarious did you ever see a movie called mirrors no mm-mm. 
2008. It's a Kiefer Sutherland vehicle. Was, uh, never mind. Was, uh, what's her name in it? Um, Halle Berry in it, too? I don't think so. Was that so. Gothica? That was Gothica. Okay. No, Mirrors is basically, it's a ghosty type story. Mm-hmm. Um, There's another world on the yeah, other side of the mirror. And mm-hmm. it's a dark, evil world. Kiefer Sutherland, this summer, Mirrors. Yeah, he basically, the Night Watchman, uh, there's some evil thing in these mirrors at this haunted place or something like that. But the phobia that's kind of, you know, mirrored in that movie is spectrophobia. Afraid of your own... I I don't know if it's the mirror itself or Mm -hmm. seeing yourself in the mirror or ghosts coming and stealing your soul while you're looking at a mirror. I really don't think it matters at that point. Well, it has the root word specter. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that's, you know, if that is otherworldly or is that... Mira-y? <laughs> I'm not really sure where that goes. I don't know either. But it's really funny that uh, I, I was reading that Pamela Anderson, mm-hmm. she has that phobia too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I read that. Yeah. I don't know. She gets so dolled up in the morning. I guess she has a lot of assistance. Maybe she used polished silver to look at herself. So it's not, uh, yeah, not actually so a mirror. I think it's actually her problem is her own reflection from what I understand. Ah. So... But, uh, you know, I don't know. I think vanity would get the better of her. But, you know, who knows? Right. So one of my favorite uh, phobia phobes <laughs> uh, is Adrian Monk. Oh, He's yeah. played by Tony Shalhoub mm-hmm. on, the, on the TV show Monk. And he is, I mean, he's like Woody Allen. He's basically afraid of everything. Right, right. So, but, you know, it's basically about a detective who... Uh, it was actually after his wife had passed away, he started, you know, he already had this problem, but it exacerbated it, and it just became crazy, and he basically can't even get along without some kind of an assistant. Yeah, that's also got uh, Buffalo Bill in that. Yes. In that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ted Levine. Yeah. Oh, man, I love that guy's voice. But once he's grown that mustache yeah, or whatever, it's really... you know, he actually plays a really good part. Yeah, but, but it's funny, because every time I watch that show and he was on there... Instantly, instantly, I'm waiting for him to go. Oh, um, hey, monk, can you uh, help me in the back of my van? You know, like I couldn't help it. I completely ridiculous when I watched that. So you ba- basically typecast him. Yeah, <laughs> in your own brain. Yeah, he was in the Mangler, <laughs> the Stephen King movie, The Mangler. Was that the one with uh, Robert England? With Robert England. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I and saw he's that. like, oh wait, there's um. There's a giant machine here. Wait, the and man can't help his own voice. Know, it's just I'm, how he talks. No, I'm saying it's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I can't help it. I'm just I'm waiting for him to like, you know, skin monk alive or something <laughs> in a pit. <laughs> All right, guys. So we hope that uh, you're not too afraid of the podcast to listen to the next one. <laughs> so that was Fears and Phobias. Thank you so very much for listening to us. I'm Christopher Scarborough. And I'm Joe Taylor. Stop being afraid. Hey 
hey, is there any topics that you want us to cover? Anything that you want to talk to us about or let us know about? Email us, feedback at thecurioso.com. Our Facebook, facebook.com backslash thecuriosopodcast. We tweet at curiosopodcast. And if you have any five-star reviews you'd like to give us on iTunes, please feel free. Hippocrates. 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 Not Hippocrates or Hippocrates. Hippocrates. Socrates. That's Socrates. Bill and Ted. Right. Socrates.